You're listening to I Am a Product of Globalization. From me, an international student, to you. Oniva. I sometimes describe myself as a culturally conflicted Englishman. Globalization is the development, interaction, and integration between people, companies, and governments worldwide. Picture of a world where old boundaries are disappearing. So rather than fear the future, we have to embrace it. But what repercussions does this have for us international students? I've always been a fallen in the side of injustice. I'm Asia Kress, half Australian, half Guinean, born in New York and raised in Austria. I am the product of globalization. Hello and welcome to another episode of I'm a Product of Globalization. Now, I know it's been a while and I sincerely apologize about that, but I've just been quite busy and then initially we had exams in school and then I just kind of got out of the rhythm and I didn't know what content to make and I didn't want to kind of make something that I knew people wouldn't be interested in, but rather wait until I had a topic I felt like was worth talking about, which I definitely do have now. And also, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I finally got a microphone and actually shout out to my friend. I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but shout out to my friend for allowing me to use her microphone because hopefully we can get some nice crispy quality on this podcast and I can keep producing more episodes over the summer. I will be talking about a very current topic and that is the topic of Black Lives Matter and general black oppression and as well as general racism in our society. Black Lives Matter is a global organization based in the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada whose quote-unquote mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilance, end quotation. On the Black Lives Matter website, they like to call it their history since it was created by women. Elisa Garza, Patrice Coulors, and Opal Tometi. They created this political movement which centers around black people. It was initially created after Trayvon Martin's murder and after his murder was acquitted in 2013. So if you don't know who Trayvon Martin is, he was a 17-year-old African-American who was shot by George Zimmerman in Florida. He was simply visiting his father when one evening, on February 26, 2012, Martin was walking to a convenience store alone from his father and fiancé's house. Somebody reported his behavior as suspicious, and several minutes later, he was fatally shot by Zimmerman in the chest. Zimmerman stated that his encounter had been self-defense, as he himself had been injured, what they always say, and he was therefore not charged at the time. On top of that, Florida's stand-your-ground law stopped Zimmerman from being arrested or charged, and he was only charged after the incident gained media coverage. He was then charged and tried with second-degree murder and manslaughter. However, like all cases, was acquitted by the jury. So the Black Lives Matter movement has gained more international recognition after Michael Brown and Eric Gardner, two African-Americans, were both killed. Michael Brown was shot by a police officer named Darren Wilson in Ferguson, Missouri, and Eric Gardner was killed after being placed in a chokehold whilst being arrested. Chokeholds were banned since 1993 by the NYPD in New York. However, this didn't stop them from killing Eric Gardner. Black Lives Matter, the movement itself, has been inspired by many other movements, such as the Civil Rights Movement, the Black Power Movement, as well as the Anti-Apartheid Movement, and there are many more. 
Today, it is also used online as a hashtag, which is the hashtag Black Lives Matter, to direct posts towards this movement. This movement is decentralized, meaning it does not have a single authority, and this loose structure has actually led to some confusion within press, so you might also be confused when you hear the word Black Lives Matter or the slogan Black Lives Matter because you're not sure whether it's simply a slogan or an organization when it is in fact both. Um, it is used to describe multiple things, so not only the organization, but many protests and rallies are also called Black Lives Matter's protest. And so Black Lives Matter often uses protests and rallies to ensure direct action, in which they chant slogans such as Hands Up, Don't Shoot, referring to Michael Brown, I Can't Breathe, originally referring to my Eric Gardner, and now also referring to George Floyd, unfortunately, and No Justice, No Peace. The movement has once again gained more attention and media coverage after the murder of George Floyd. So for any of you who don't know who George Floyd is, which I'm sure most of you do at this point, George Floyd was an African-American who was murdered after the police officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on his neck for nearly nine minutes while Floyd shouted, I can't breathe, and begging for his mother. If any of you have actually watched the video of his murder, it's horrible to watch, and seriously, I couldn't sleep for weeks afterwards because it was just absolutely horrible. I don't understand how this can keep going on, especially in the United States. But yeah, so Floyd's death caused over 450 protests around the world. The protests have taken place in over 50 countries and in all continents but Antarctica. So this really shows the true global movement behind the Black Lives Matter organization and how it really sparked a lot of anger in many communities around the world since it does affect them a lot. So as we know, police brutality and general racism is very prevalent in the United States and this is often what the media focuses on, but we must not forget that other countries are not innocent, other countries are not innocent, and this racism continues to be prevalent in our society, which is why we continue to fight against this racism. Black Lives Matter has now grown, or the organization of Black Lives Matter has now grown into a network which has over 40 chapters that aims to reduce the violence as well as systematic and intentional target which many black people encounter. Not only does this movement aid black, heterosexual, and cisgender men, since these are the people which the media and people generally tend to focus on, but also ensures to focus on women, queer, and transgender women, saying this on their website and making sure that everybody knows that the Black Lives Matter organization is trying to aid all black people and not just one specific group. So for general black history, a, a lot of this which we haven't been taught in history class, unfortunately, but in 1916, there was a journal entry which stated that around 20 and odd Angolans were brought to the British colony in Virginia by the Portuguese on the São João Batista. So this states the beginning of African slave trade and has been marked as one of the roots of slavery. This is often what people refer to when they say slavery was abolished 300 years ago or whatever many people say all the time. This is the technically the beginning of slavery in the United States. So the numbers of slaves um, ca captured in total is not absolutely accurate, but the estimate is that around six to seven million people were imported to the new world during the 18th century. Slavery was abolished by many northern states in the 18th century. However, they remained vital in the south since the economy relied heavily on slaves. One very important day would be August of 1831 when Nathaniel Turner, otherwise known as Nat Turner, took a solar eclipse as a sign to begin what is now known as one of the most effective slave rebellions in the U.S.
Nat Turner was born on a plantation in Southampton County and believed he was anointed by God to help his people out of slavery. His mother was also born in Africa, meaning she was taken from Africa to the U.S., whereas he was born on the plantation. He and some of his followers killed their owners on August 21st and continued to the town of Jerusalem. The group then continued to grow to around 75 black people, killing many white people on the way before they ran into armed resistance outside of Jerusalem. Unfortunately, around 100 enslaved people were killed during this conflict, and Turner himself was eventually captured, tried, and hung. Nonetheless, this rebellion did have many lasting effects on the people of the United States, and many of these reactions were, or the effects of this re- uh, rebellion were split. So some states believed that this called for special emergency sessions where they wanted to speak about slavery in general, talking about how they should move on from this point, realizing that slavery may not be the best solution, whereas other states believe this rebellion highlighted the barbaric nature of black people and used it as an example as to why black people should remain enslaved. So we can see how there's always different opinions on how black people should be treated. Many times white people are the ones discussing it when in reality they shouldn't really be the ones discussing it, but this is unfortunately how our society has been shaped. Even in today's society, we can see this with the protests. Many people are stating that the protests are ineffective or that Black Lives Matter is a violent organization and aren't supporting it. Many of these people are white, obviously, because they are the ones lucky enough to be able to choose whether or not they can support slavery or general black oppression. But I will continue to get into this later when I speak about the protests as a whole. Um, Another very important movement would be the abolition movement. So this was a movement started by people who believed that slavery should be abolished. And luckily, this became larger. Well, not luckily, but fortunately, this began to increase as enslaved people were trying to free themselves and many um, white settlers realized that slavery may not be the best solution and that it is, in fact, unfair to the black people So there were these groups of white settlers, such as the Quakers, who really believed in this. And unfortunately, this movement decreased in the late 18th century due to the growing southern cotton industry. So this southern cotton industry relied heavily on slaves. And this is this this cotton industry formed a large part of their economy, which is why they did not want to abolish slaves, because there's a heavy reliance on slaves for the economy. And without them, they would um, have a lot, have a much weaker economy than the other states, which of course they didn't want. Continuing onwards with this abolition movement, one of the key people during this movement was William Lloyd Garrison, who was a journalist from Massachusetts, um, who founded the Liberator, which is one of the most famous abolitionist newspapers, which luck, which fortunately began to fuel this abolition movement once again towards the end of to the words at the beginning of the 19th century. Now, what can be described as one of the most important things during the period of slavery would be the Civil War, which lasted from 1861 to 1865. So, the Civil War was a war between northern states who became lo- who had become loyal to the Union and southern states whose loyalty lay with the Confederate States of America. The war was started when Fort Sumter was attacked by secessionist forces, and this war is very important in history because it decided what shape the United States would take and the shape which it currently takes today. So due to the Northern victory, the United States remained one, remained one nation and ended slavery. 
one of the large forces which had been dividing the states at the time. The reasoning behind the war breaking out was because of the difference between their states and their views regarding the slavery as a whole. When Abraham Lincoln was elected in 1860 as uh, the first Republican president, he vowed to keep slavery away from many territories, and this led to the creation of the Confederate States of America from seven southern slave states. This eventually led to the attack on Fort Sumter, where the Confederate Army claimed it as their own. War broke out for years between these two groups, until finally, in 1865, the Confederate Army surrendered. So the reason behind why this war is so important is because at the end in 1965, it marked the beginning of a nation free of slavery. So what people often miss is that simply because slavery was abolished and black people are, were no longer fully oppressed on paper, it does not mean that this degrading attitude left people's minds. Simply because the law no longer states that these black people should be held as um, slaves and should be oppressed by the white people who are superior according to the law, just because this law has been removed doesn't mean that many people won't believe this anymore. If someone is brought up to believe that slavery, slavery is how they are supposed to treat black people, of course black people will continue to be oppressed because this is the way that many of these people believe they deserve to be treated. And this is exactly why we're still fighting. People like Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, the, name, the names go on. None of them deserve to die. They were killed simply because of the blatant racism which is prevalent in our society today. Every day there are countless black people who live in fear of their lives only because of their skin color. Many people may, many people may say that black people are now equal, but what they fail to realize is that black people are still not equal in many people's lives. Many people still have the complex that black people are barbaric or that they are lazy and don't want jobs. But if you've been marginalized by society, told you are worthless, treated like scum, it's hard to feel as though you're worth anything. I truly believe that the protests which are happening right now are a good thing. The protests which have come up once again since the murder of George, George Floyd. And I'm here to tell you a few of the things which have happened since these protests began. So Derek Chauvin, the murderer of George Floyd, the policeman who murdered him, his initial third degree murder charge was updated to a second degree murder. Minneapolis stated that they were to disband the city's police only two weeks after the protest began. NYC followed along where the mayor, Bill de Blasio, also stated that he would shift excess police funding towards youth and social services. Chokeholds have been banned in states such as Washington, D.C., California, and Nevada. Many Confederate and slavery-linked statues have been knocked down. So those are just a few things which have, ha which have happened in terms of the government or in terms of police forces. However, on top of that, general awareness has been raised. Many people have begun educating themselves, growing as people, and addressing the problems of racism which still exist in our society today. And that's something amazing and something that we have to continue keep doing even though people are no longer posting about it even though the media may not be talking about it as much as they used to people must continue educating themselves because the only reason the only way racism will be taken out of out of our society will be once everybody realizes that we are equal nobody is superior to anybody else we just want equality and there's still a lot to be done which is why people continue to take to the streets and protest days upon days so as I stated before, even though media is no longer writing about it and people are no longer posting about it, the movement is still happening. 
Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I hope you learned a bit about Black history, and I hope you continue to fight for our cause and continue to fight for something which means so much to so many people. Have a... Bye.